Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we thought it would be interesting if we discussed some paranormal devices and whether or not we think they're real or if they're funch- a funny, phony balloon. I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about these devices. I feel like they're all matter of opinion, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I really don't have a strong opinion either way, but I can see why. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. We'll see. So did you guys do anything fun this week before we get going into our episode? Um, I've been working a little bit and getting crafty. Okay. What are you crafting? Uh, I'm making fall and Halloween door hangers. Yes. They're iconic um, looking. Thank you. I just You're finished welcome. up my Mikey Myers one. He's uh, drying. Oh. And that's about it. It's been really hot. Yeah, it has. It was like 90 degrees here today. And it's been like muggy because of the rain too. Yeah. What have you been up to? Painting. Brooke and I survived a hurricane this past weekend. Yeah, we survived Whoa. survived a hurricane. Okay, give me give me the the deets. How bad was it? Like literally, it wasn't that bad at all where we were. It was just basically like a torrential downpour and a little bit of flooding and that was it but i guess some oh, people right. had like trays down and stuff and power out oh geez yeah there was like floods the next town over but we yeah. literally just got torrential rain and a little bit of wind nothing crazy yeah it oh. wasn't anything too bad so throughout this episode we're going to be looking at evp recorders dowsing rods and emf sensors giving our thoughts and opinions on them and basically describing what we think they are or what they are not what we think they are if you're not familiar with them. Starting off with EVP recorders. EVP stands for electronic voice phenomenon and refers to when a supposedly spiritual voice is caught on a recorder. Which is super cool. Yeah, I will give them that, that is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think EVP recorders are cool. I think, was it an EVP recorder that we used? Oh no, it was an EMF sensor at Fort William Mm -hmm. Henry. Yeah. Um, yes. But I think when we went to Waverly Hills, we downloaded an EMF or not an EMF, an EVP recorder app. And we were like testing it out in the parking lot, but we weren't, we didn't use it. Yeah, we, we couldn't really, have, we didn't really have a chance to use it in there though. Yeah. New listeners go back and listen to that episode. Oh, yes, that's a good one. I realized it the one. other day and I was like, oh, this is such a good episode. Yeah. So in the 20th century, spiritualism was becoming increasingly more popular and people were looking for new ways to capture evidence of the paranormal. Spirit photography was gaining traction and soon sound recording was becoming more popular with mediums as well. While spiritualism started to fade a bit during the late 20th century, people's attempts to communicate with the dead through sound devices continued on. In 1941, photographer Attila von Sosley 
began attempts at trying to record spiritual voices. He started out by using a 78 RPM record, but his attempts were unsuccessful until 1956 when he switched to a reel-to-reel tape recorder. He ended up holding several recording sessions where he reported finding voices on the tape that could not be heard at the time they were recorded. Okay, that's so cool. How would you love to been that person? I don't know if it's the man woman. I don't know the gender. Wait, it's <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it's he. Oh, okay. So he um just be like, hey, let me try this out. And I'm like, holy fuck. This, I think I would spirits talking to me. Do you really think there were spirits or do you think he heard them? Like, do you think I don't know? Naked ear? Like I feel like technology wasn't advanced enough back then. Yeah. I, I feel know. like I would just catch me breathing heavy. And I'd be okay. like, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever like sat there and done like with your normal recording device or whatever just been like hello is anybody here can anybody yeah. hear me and then just sat there and like listened all the time it, and all you hear is yourself like breathing in the back <laughs> yeah so funny story actually when we lived in Washington Brooke and I lived in a historic house and they had like the weirdest upstairs it was like tilted ceilings or whatever but um, in the walls were like mini doors that led to like the attic like so basically the upstairs was basically an attic that became a bedroom space but the sides of the bedrooms were so like high. closets that went the whole length of the house like that were unfinished when you opened them and there was like fucking like four or five mini doors and Brooke and I because Brooke and I both had rooms up there and I would constantly, like, I had no reason to think the house was haunted because nothing happened. But I would constantly go sit in there with my phone and be like, is anyone here with me? Maybe and then I would flashlights down the corridor and be like, hello? <laughs> yeah, like, I listened back and nothing would be there. And I was acting so upset. Like, I actually wanted to find something. Like, what the fuck would I have done if I did? I was like 15. Shit your pants and would have been so happy that I feel like what started this though was because didn't your closet smell like rotten ass at one point? (laughs) It did. So my closet literally smelled like death. Like you know, people like who work in like crime and stuff, they're always like, you can just tell when some there's been a dead body somewhere or whatever. I was convinced there was a dead body in my closet. Like I don't rank. And then I switched it up and I was like, oh no, there's a demonic presence in my closet. Because that was also when I started getting really into ghost adventures. I was like, that's it. There's a presence in there. So that's what I started. But it turns out we had like the handyman come and look, there was a dead rat in there. In the <laughs> so there was a dead body in there. Yeah, there was a dead body in there. So you weren't oh, wrong, it was honey. Rancid. It was fucking rancid and my closet smelt for like months yeah. after. Oh. And Mine freaking smelled like tomato soup in- for some reason. The worst part is my closet, like the smell put on my clothes. Yeah. Probably why I know friends. I can just picture Emily in her closet, Zach Baggins style, ripping her shirt off. Demons, are you there? (laughs) Accurate. That is that is so accurate because that is literally what I would do. I would 100% also be that bitch that was like, oh, I'm being afflicted by negative energy. Like, yeah, pick me. (laughs) Pick me. Choose me. Love me. Me. (laughs) Oh, man. 
side note, now that we're on kind of like TikTok humor, I was in the shower before we did this and I literally was singing, I'm a little lighter, lost batteries and cream <laughs> the entire time. Batteries and cream, batteries and cream. Batteries and cream, batteries and cream. Batteries and cream. That's my like least favorite TikTok trend right now. <laughs> Mine too, because I love the low ponytail look, but I think the audio is hilarious. Oh, Brooke got me on bread talk earlier. Yes, I love bread talk and I love cottage core TikTok too. Oh, I thought you said bread talk. I was like, what no. the fuck is that? Bread talk. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So in 1982, Sarah S. Step founded the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomenon, which is the nonprofit that aims to increase awareness of EDP and to teach best methods for capturing them. Yes, Sarah, you girl boss. Get it, Sarah. Yeah. We should look into taking a class if she literally should. Yes. So EVP recorders are one of the most common pieces of equipment and the most paranormal investigators use them today. And you can see them being used on ghost adventures and ghost hunters on their TV shows, as well as the boys from BuzzFeed on Solve Supernatural. And they usually always come away with some type of evidence when they are used. True story. Yep. I'm curious, how much are these things? They're pretty expensive. I saw some that were like $200. Oh, we should look if we ever go to Rolling Hills. Oh, yes. I'm looking it up. One on Amazon. It's a kit. It comes with yeah. an EVP reader and an EV EMF for $200. I guess you're thinking about it. That's not horrible. Yeah. You can get one for $45 on eBay. I feel like you got to be careful with buying ones from eBay, though. So they're kind of affordable. They're not. Yeah, they're I not mean, if you're bad. looking to really get into it, you're going to be willing yeah. that kind of money on it. I mean, not that kind of money. It's really not that expensive. So getting into our little debate on these, we should actually look up like evidence from EVP recordings. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And like, listen to them and like give our thoughts. Does anybody want to YouTube the best EVP while I'm I reading can... the last couple of pieces? Yeah. But with all of that knowledge on the background of EVPs, how they work kind of thing, how accurate do we think these devices are? Do you actually think they're presenting us with solid proof of the paranormal? Uh, I'm a little bit skeptical, but I also believe a little bit too. I just, I, uh, if it happened to me and I heard something, I'd probably shit my pants. So I'm gonna say, yeah, sure. That's fair. Yeah, I think they're real, but I don't, I don't trust people. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like, I trust that the device is real and that it accurately depicts, like, unexplained voices, whether it's ghosts, I don't fucking know. But it definitely captures something that's unexplained. It's just, I think people blow it out of proportions. Like, there are some instances where, like, on ghost adventures, they'll capture something and I don't hear anything. And And then they're like, oh, it says this. And I'm like, I guess it says that. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But with that said, the voices that are being captured publicly and like reported are very rarely speaking in full sentences, usually only giving like a one or two word answer, which could easily also be like the frequencies or something make it sound like the ghost is saying yes or sounds like it's saying hello. But I don't know. However, scientists explain EVPs away by saying that they could potentially be caused by radio interferences and hoaxes. Yeah, yeah. which is like what I was just saying. 
Because it's like the baby monitor interference kind of shit. Like, it so like, Yeah. If you see that, if you see an EVP happening in a TV show like Ghost Avengers, for example, they could easily edit something in to make it seem like it's saying something when it's really not. Right. But that's something you like kind of hope they don't do. You hope that they don't do that, but most likely they probably do because they need to have something for the show for entertainment value. Right. Like some of them probably definitely do it. Not my boys from Ghost Hunters OG. (laughs) Jason and Daddy Grant would never. Also, the human brain sometimes plays tricks on individuals, making them think they can hear things in the audio devices that aren't really there, as well as the fact that it is really up to the individual's own interpretation as to what they think they're hearing. So, for example, one person could hear the alleged spirit saying something like, help me, and the next person who listens to it could potentially hear something completely different. Yeah, and I feel like this happened in an episode of BuzzFeed on Salt, too, where um, Ryan heard something in the EVP and Shane was like, I did not hear anything. Ryan always hears shit. On yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, the, I mean, Shane is very much a skeptic, but I feel like I'm more apt to believe that you don't hear something than you are to believe that you do. So I have two videos. I'm going to play clips of them. I can see what's being said because they like put captions. Um, I want to see if you guys can hear them. Okay. They're really, really quiet. But like I can, I could kind of hear something. And then when I saw the words, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely what was said. Okay. I'm pressing play. Let me know if you hear it. So these people did a four hour investigation at Waverly. Cool. So this first one's not saying anything, but you can definitely hear what is happening. Did you guys hear that? It sounded like something got thrown. It is not being thrown. Do you want to listen again? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think it was? I feel like I heard, can you hear me? It's not talking. Oh. Was it a door slamming? No, it's somebody humming. Oh. You didn't hear it? I didn't hear that. Let me get it right up to the point where it starts because there was like background sound before right before it. Okay. It's like a loud crack and then there's humming right after it. Oh, I hear the loud crack, but I don't really hear anything after that. It might just be because of how I'm playing it, but like right after it, you can hear hmm. That's creepy. Creepy. This is the funny one. So, like, there's sirens in the background, but you can kind of hear, like, somebody's talking and whispering. Did you guys hear that? It sounded more like just rustling. Like, I didn't hear anything. It sounded like someone was Say out loud what they have as the caption, or do you want to hear it again? Let me hear it again. Then you can say it. Okay, I heard something more that time, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. It It sounded like a voice that time. What they have written on here says, that's just what we need is a bitch in here. Ah! And I literally was like, this is the one. This is the one. Wait, a bitch? 
Yeah, that's just what we need a bitch in here. Can you play it again? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I heard it now that I know what it was saying. I feel like I heard it now. You're right. I found one that I thought was cool. I mean, it's not great, but I thought it was cool. Let's hear it. All right. Turn this all the way up. You ready, honeys? What is that? I didn't hear anything. It won't pause. The ghost is overtaking your phone. Yeah, right? So it's, I feel like that I, I heard it really clear the first time, but there's also subtitles under here. It's really staticky, but it sounds like someone in the distance saying, I can't breathe. <gasps> That's creepy. So I have one, but this one's a little bit, I don't know, because they're outside. So it literally could be an animal if he walks in here. But so keep that in mind that they are outside in this one well they're on like the little balcony thing that's out there yeah yeah did you hear it i heard like a shriek and then i yeah, thought that's i heard something okay so their subtitle is a weird whistle slash screech slash cough mm. The thing that's annoying with this video, especially the other one, they weren't doing it. But this one, there's so many people talking in it. Like, yeah. there's too much background noise. But this one's clear as fucking day. Holy shit. Did you hear it? It didn't sound like anything. It just sounded like all muffled. I'll play it again. Help me? It says mommy. Oh, mommy. Sheesh. Someone come get your kid. Literally. That's enough. I don't know if you'll be able to hear any of these, but you can really just, if you are curious, I just Googled EVP evidence and then I clicked on the ones about Waverly Hills, but there's so many videos. Just be careful if you are researching it or are curious about it, that you actually look and to make sure it's not like some scam video or something because there are a bunch of them out there who are like the best 10 evps of all time and it's just like them kind of being scam artists yeah but there are some by ghost adventures or and ghost hunters that were cool that i was gonna play but i don't know um i remember there was this one though when i was in my ghost hunters phase they were investigating a house like, you know how they do the residential houses and stuff? They were investigating someone's house and they literally, she could hear her grandpa. Like, oh, she was like, that's, that's my so grandpa's cool. voice. And I was like, that triggered me. But I couldn't. Aww, that's so cool, me. though. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we're going to be talking about dowsing rods. And these aren't as common during paranormal investigations, at least not in the shows that we watch. But I still wanted to talk about them because I see a bunch of people doing them on TikTok all the time. And I kind of think that they're bullshit. <laughs> but I love them. 
I think they're so cool. I think that they're a little bullshit, but yeah. So I wanted to learn more about them to see if there was like anything concrete about them or not. Yeah. So the practice of dowsing can be traced way back to 16th century Germany when people would use the rods to try to locate metals. And I think that they would even try to locate bodies of water with the, oh. with the rods, which I don't really know how that worked, but I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> There's a couple different varieties of rods that people use for dowsing, which like in the olden days, they had the sticks that was like a y-shaped stick and they would use that now mostly they use the l-shaped rods we'll post pictures of one on instagram and the way that these work is that the person holds the shorter side of the l so that the longer side sticks out straight in front of them and then they'll ask a yes or no question and if they move inwards that signals to a guess and if they move outwards it signals to a no which i was kind of curious as to if because i wasn't sure if people had like different variations of what their signals meant for them or not but mm. that was the most common one that I can find, whereas N means yes and no means outwards. That's what I've been finding as well. Yeah. But dowsing is a tricky subject in determining whether it's solid paranormal evidence or not, because it can be extremely easy to either intentionally or unintentionally fake the movement of the rods. So especially if you take into consideration where you're located. For instance, if you're up on a hill or in a windy location and you aren't holding the rods tightly enough, they can move. Sometimes when we're trying to stay like extremely still, we unintentionally move. So, you know, like if you're trying to sit really still, like you rock back and forth unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that? Me all the time. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so basically you're trying to focus so much on keeping the rod still and you're using so much energy on that, that that energy could potentially cause you to unintentionally shift in a way that makes the rods move. That's very, very, very true. Or it could just be being an asshole and slightly move your hands in a way that would cause the rods to move, which I don't know if this is possible or not, but I have this theory that if you're like holding it like this and you like slightly shift the inside of your fingers, mm -hmm. that it would make it move. But I don't know because yeah. I don't know like how weighty these things are. Like they don't look like they weigh very much to me. So I saw a lot of people doing this on my For You page on TikTok. And I was like, like one of the ones that I saw was like, is John Bonet like, did John Bonet's dad kill her? Does John Bonet forgive her daddy for killing her? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, can we not do this today? <laughs> um, so you can buy a two-piece uh, dowsing rod set on Amazon for $14. Yeah, the, I would imagine those wouldn't be that expensive because they're literally like sticks. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I don't, really believe in these ones but i think they're pretty interesting anyways yes okay so getting into emf sensors they are another tool that paranormal investigators swear by we couldn't find anything stating exactly when or by who these devices were created however this is essentially a piece of equipment that is used to detect fields from electrically charged sources most commonly emf meters are used by electricians to check for problems with wiring and power lines However, paranormal investigators use them as well to detect if there is a surge of paranormal energy around. These devices look kind of similar to tape recorders with a rectangular shape and are easy to hold in your hand. They have a set of little lights on the top that go from green to red when the light is on green that shows no paranormal energy, but when it goes to red, it is supposedly detecting an anomaly. 
So when they are used for their original use, green means no electrical issues, while red obviously means something is wrong. These are interesting because it like works with the theory that ghosts or paranormal entities use like our electrical sources as a source of energy to present themselves to us. So if there's red is when it's detecting a ghost, correct? Yeah. So when it's red, it's draining the power sources, meaning that there could be a a ghost around, I'm assuming. But the thing is, that confuses me is like, what is, how are they going to tell if it's faulty wiring in a house or whatever, or if it's just a ghost? Because yeah, obviously you hold them up to the wires, but like, if you just hold it in the middle of a room, would it still detect that the wires in the walls? Right. Yeah, that's why I say these aren't like 100% reliable, any of these that we're talking about. And my thing with the EMF sensors is like, what if you're doing that in like a graveyard or something and it starts going off? Like there's no electrical (laughs) stuff there, right? (laughs) Unless there's like wires underground. Next Boo Busters get together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Mm, Anyways. Uh, (laughs) uh, From a scientific viewpoint, these devices are not very accurate for determining whether there is a paranormal entity or not. If you think about it, especially in older buildings, there is obviously going to be wiring, which we just talked about. That's probably outdated, so the energies that paranormal investigators are detecting could most likely be due to faulty wiring and not ghosts. Yeah. Which I think is what probably it is in a lot of cases. Yeah, I do too. That darn faulty wiring. Which is a shame because it seems like that's such a cool like device you would be able to use. But I don't know. And now time for a boo crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Guess what? It's my turn for a boo crew moment. <laughs> I just remind, reminded myself of that lady on TikTok that I keep sending you where she's like <laughs> And she like slapped herself in the face. Oh yeah. That woman is such a mood and I love her. Oh, same. So I found an interesting story about a place that Emmy and I actually went to last year during our road trip because I was thinking about TikTok ideas the other day for our account and decided to Google the Lost World Caverns just to see if there was anything spooky about it. Because I know that when we went and were exploring down there, I was convinced that we were going to find the creatures from the descent and I was low-key shitting my pants because I was scared that they were going to eat us. But we didn't find them, thankfully. So, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I didn't really expect to find anything when we were Googling because there wasn't anything at the location about anything spooky being there. So I was pleasantly surprised when I found the story of the Bat Boy. We love a pleasant surprise and bat children. (laughs) No, it isn't really a scary story, but it's definitely interesting. For context, Lost World Caverns is an underground series of natural caves in West Virginia that you can go to and explore. You can either do a general admission cave tour or a more extensive cave exploration tour where they like literally do cave splunking or whatever it's called. And Emmy and I just did the general admission tour, which takes about 45 minutes to go through, depending on how like fast or slow you go. But I mean, obviously you can take longer if you're like stopping and taking pictures and stuff. But anyways, back to the Bat Boy. 
The story originally debuted in 1991 in the Weekly World News tabloid, which so obviously it's a tabloid. It could be fact or it could be fiction. According to the legend, Batboy is described as a large-eyed human child with fangs, and it was believed that this child had fallen into the caves in the 50s and gotten stuck there, as at that point in time, there wasn't a way to get out of the caves. So he was left there to be raised by bats, but the owner came out and stated that while people originally thought that he was raised by bats down there, they now believe that there was some type of population of subterranean species down there that allegedly raised him instead. We got like the descent creatures going on down there. But depending on who tells the story of Batboy, he was either a peaceful creature or he was a malicious beast who wanted humans to leave him alone, even going so far as to allegedly bite the nose off of a doctor that was trying to capture him to do tests and stuff on him. However, whatever you believe, the caves are now empty aside from the tourists that frequently visit. And Batboy allegedly evaded capture in 1992, never to be seen or heard from again. Damn. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. But like, if that is true, I mean, no wonder he wanted to be left alone. He was like a weird looking mutated Batboy. For real. That was a good one, honey. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Jumping into final thoughts. Emmy, we can start with you. What do you think of these paranormal devices? I think it's really up to the user. Like, I want to believe them so bad, but I realize people are fucking scam artists, so I can't trust them. Yes. I would like to be able to use them on my own and then make my own conclusions. That's good. So you think you need to use it before you decide if it's solid evidence or phony baloney? Yeah, pretty much. I feel like I agree. I feel like it's very the person using its opinion and I definitely want to try it. I I don't care what Brooke says. I want to use those um, dowsing rods. I want to try them out. You can get them on Amazon, didn't she say? Yeah, I found them there for like $14. I think I'm on the fence with them dowsing rods i think that they're definitely not anything substantial i know what her christmas present's gonna be dowsing rods dowsing rods right up her ass dowsing rods (laughs) but yeah like i was saying i'm kind of on the fence with um the emf and the evp the dowsing rod i definitely don't think it's anything substantial again i know what i'm getting her for christmas now no. <laughs> what are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out, motherfuckers.